New Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a new American standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is an incredible Bible, and you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 247, and we are in week 50. Can't even believe that. And if you have just found the podcast and that makes you a little nervous, please don't let it. Just join in today. Absolutely. You're here. You can finish out this year with us right here as we wrap it up. Or you can just say, you know what, I've been wanting to read the Bible regularly, and you can go ahead and stop this episode and go to the day one episode and let that begin your year in the Bible experience. Either way, it's just wonderful that you are here. So welcome to the podcast. If you've been here since the beginning, we are wrapping it up. Absolutely incredible. We will be able to say, at least I will be able to say, soon that I have read the entire Bible. This is my first time reading the entire Bible. <laughs> and so I just said, you know what, I'm going to do a podcast while, while doing this. So some of uh, all, actually, let's be honest. Well, the majority, the vast majority of everything that I read, I've never read it. So there's that for you. And that can explain, um, you know, mispronunciations uh, and all that other stuff that happens here. So thank you for your patience. And I'm just so glad that you have been here and joined in. Oh my goodness. All right. Today we are going to be reading Malachi, Psalm 2, and Revelation 9. Here is the introduction to the book of Malachi in the Founder's Bible. So written by Malachi, and it's between 440 and 400 B.C., And the purpose is as such. You have to imagine the question came up at some point for the Jewish exiles after having received the ultimate spanking of all time. Does God still love us? Few people take discipline very well. We all seem to interpret it as rejection instead of needed correction rooted in love. The temple has been rebuilt, but nothing close to the former glory. The walls have been restored, but the people, there's no glory, no presence of God because their hearts are not there. They have not really returned, and it shows. The priests are going through the motions. Their offerings show contempt. They profane his name, offering defiled, diseased, crippled sacrifices. They do not judge faithfully, but show partiality in issues of law. As go the leaders, so go the people. Divorce is rampant. Men are abandoning wives, going after foreign gods and pagan women. 
Families are a mess, and they're right back to where they were before the source before with sorcery, adultery, lying, and oppressing the poor, widows, and orphans. God says, return to me, and I will return to you, in 3, verse 7. And then there is the whole issue of robbing God by failing to bring the whole tithe. God wants to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing beyond their wildest imaginations, even inviting them to test him. Let's be honest, God doesn't need our money. He wants our hearts. This is all about trust and knowing we are loved. When we clutch and will not give freely, it is because we do not trust. And we do not trust because we're afraid. We do not know that we are loved. Malachi is a passionate call to turn back to God. It ends with a diagnosis of the problem, as well as a prophetic prescription of promised restoration. The father's heart is already toward his children. As we shall soon see with the dawn of the New Testament, he will come as the son of righteousness and will rise with healing in his wings. He will show us the father and he will turn the hearts of the children back to their father. They will know they are well loved. The door is open, the light is on, for it's time for the prodigals to come home. Such is how our story comes to a close in the Old Testament, the expressed longing for restored relationship. The Book of Malachi God's Love for Jacob, Chapter 1 The Oracle of the Word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, How have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord, yet I have loved Jacob, but I have hated Esau and have made his mountains a desolation and appointed his inheritance for the jackals of the wilderness. Though Edom says, we have been beaten down, but we will return and build up the ruins. Thus says the Lord of hosts, they may build, but I will tear down, and men will call them the wicked territory and the people toward whom the Lord is indignant forever. Your eyes will see this, and you will say, The Lord be magnified beyond the border of Israel. Sin of the Priests A son honors his father and a servant his master. Then, if I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my respect? Says the Lord of hosts to you, O priest who despise my name. But you say, How have we despised your name? You are presenting defiled food upon my altar. But you say, How have we defiled you? In that you say, the table of the Lord is to be despised. But when you present the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you present the lame and sick, is it not evil? Why not offer it to your governor? Would he be pleased with you, or would he receive you kindly, says the Lord of hosts? But now you will not entreat God's favor, and he may be gracious to us. With such an offering on your part, will he receive any of you kindly, says the Lord of hosts? Oh, that there were one among you who would shut the gates, that you might not uselessly kindle fire on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from you. For from the rising of the sun, even to its setting, my name will be great among the nations, and in every place incense is going to be offered to my name, and a grain offering that is pure. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you are profaning it, in that you say, The table of the Lord is defiled, and as for its fruit, the f- its food is to be despised. You also say, My, how tiresome it is, and you disdainfully sniff at it, says the Lord of hosts, and you bring what was taken by robbery and what is lame or sick, so you bring the offering. Should I receive that from your hand, says the Lord? 
but cursed be the swindler who has a male in his flock and vows it, but sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is feared among the nations. Priests to be disciplined, chapter 2. And now this commandment is for you, O priests. If you do not listen, and if you do not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. And indeed, I have cursed them already, because you are not taking it to heart. Behold, I am going to rebuke your offspring, and I will spread refuse on your faces, the refuse of your feasts, and you will be taken away with it. Then you will know that I have sent this commandment to you, that my covenant may continue with Levi, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave them to him as an object of reverence. So he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and unrighteousness was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many back from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should preserve knowledge, and men should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But as for you, you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by the instruction. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. So I also have made you despised and abased before all the people, just as you are not keeping my ways, but are showing partiality in the instruction. Sin in the family. Do we not all have one father? Has not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously each other, his brother, so as to profane the covenant of our fathers? Judah has dealt treacherously, and an abomination has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem, for Judah has profaned the sanctuary of the Lord, which he loves and has married the daughter of a foreign god. As for the man who does this, may the Lord cut off from the tents of Jacob everyone who awakes and answers, or who presents an offering to the Lord of hosts. This is another thing you do. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and with groaning, because he has no long he no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favor from your hand. Yet you say, For what reason? Because the Lord has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth, against whom you have dealt treacherously, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. But no one has done has done so who has a remnant of the Spirit. And what did that one do while he was seeking a godly offspring? Take heed then to your spirit, and let no one deal treacherously against the wife of your youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel, and him who covers his garment with wrong, says the Lord of hosts. So take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously. You have wearied the Lord with your words, yet you say, How have we wearied him? And that you say, Everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them, or... Where is the God of justice? The Purifier, Chapter 3 Behold, I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, he is coming says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, so that they may present to the Lord offerings in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, as in the days of old 
and as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against those who swear falsely and against those who oppress the wage earner in, the, in his wages, the widow and the orphan, and those who turn aside the alien and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes, and I have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? You have robbed God. Will a man rob God? Yet you have ro- you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows, then I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. All the nations will call you blessed, for you shall be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been arrogant against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his charge and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the arrogant blessed. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they also test God and escape. The Book of Remembrance. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I prepare my own possession, and I will spare them as man spares his own son who serves him. So you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Final Admonition, Chapter 4 For behold, the day is coming, burning like a furnace, and all the arrogant and every evildoer will be chaff, and the day that is coming will set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. You will tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet, On the day which I am preparing, says the Lord of hosts, remember the law of Moses, my servant, even the statutes and ordinances, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. Psalm 2, the reign of the Lord's anointed. Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, But as for me, I have installed my king. 
upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance, and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Now therefore, O kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence, and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son, that he not become angry, and you perish in the way. For his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. Revelation 9 The Fifth Trumpet The Bottomless Pit Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star from heaven, which had fallen to the earth, and the key of the bottomless pit was given to him. He opened the bottomless pit, and smoke went up out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth, and powers were given them, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were told not to hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but only the men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not permitted to kill anyone, but to torment for five months. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings a man. And in those days men will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, and death flees from them. The appearance of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. And on their heads appeared to be crowns like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like the hair of women, and their teeth were like the teeth of lions. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots or many horses rushing to battle. They have tails like scorpions and stings, and in their tails is their power to hurt men for five months. They have as king over them the angel of the abyss. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in the Greek he has the name Apollyon. The first woe is past. Behold, two woes are still coming after these things. The sixth trumpet, army from the east. The sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, one saying to the sixth angel, who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound to the great river Euphrates, and the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year were released so that they would kill a third of mankind. The number of the armies of the horsemen was two hundred million. I heard the number of them. And this is how I saw in the vision the horses and those who sat on them. The riders had breastplates, the color of fire and of hyacinth and of brimstone. And the heads of the horses are like the heads of lions. And out of their mouths proceed fire and smoke and brimstone. A third of mankind was killed by these three plagues, by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone, which proceeded out of their mouths. For the power of the horses in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails are like serpents and have heads, and with them they do harm. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, so as not to worship demons and the idols of gold and of silver and of brass and of stone and of wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their immor immorality, nor of their thefts. And those 
on our readings today. A little bit heavy today, but God promises to return. He asks us to seek him, to return to him, to repent, to return, and he will return to us. He will be waiting for us just like the prodigal son. He will see us in the distance. He will he will celebrate when we return. Because we, we definitely don't want to be separated and in suffering as it is described here in chapter 9 of Revelation. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for receiving us back into your life with open arms, Lord, over and over again. Help us to always remember to humble ourselves, to ask for forgiveness each time we fall short, even if it seems like that's all we're doing. Give us the perseverance to continue to ask for that forgiveness from you and to continue to make efforts and take action and change our lives so that we can walk in righteousness, not in arrogance, but in righteousness for you. Humility and love. Thank you for showing us who you are and never giving up on us. I say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. He never gives up on us. Never. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.